Real quick driven mofos, you know I don't run any advertising or sell anyone else's shit on this podcast. So the only thing that I'll ever ask from you is that you help me get this podcast out to more people and spread the word by rating and reviewing this podcast. I promise it will only take 10 seconds, so please rate and review if you haven't already done so. And thank you in advance. So if you're stuck and trying to figure out why you can't get the results that you want, this may be why. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about something called learned helplessness. Now, most people don't know that they have learned helplessness. But I'm going to show you how to figure out whether you have this pattern of behavior that is stopping you from achieving the results that you really want in your own life. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Now, the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So before I start, a huge shout out to KGL1, who left a review on the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. They wrote, I love listening to the podcast in the mornings when commuting. Perfect positive start to the day. Some great tips and perspectives. This podcast has made me think differently about the way I view certain aspects of life and inspired about facing some of the tasks I normally would despise. So KGL1, whoever you are, thank you so much for the review. I really do appreciate it. And thanks for everyone else out there who has been rating and reviewing this podcast. Okay, so let's talk about why so many people out there really, really struggle to get results. Now, this is something that I see a lot of the time, especially working in the field of human behavior, Let's say I have a professional athlete that comes to me and they say, I'm stuck with my finances. Now, I know that this person is really good at a certain area of life, like they're great with their training, they're great with their nutrition, and they're great with their sport. But then when we have a look at the area of financial management or wealth management or wealth planning, let's just say this individual really sucks at it. And they normally suck at it because there is a pattern of behavior that stops them from doing well in that area. Now, it's not that they don't have the ability to work hard. It's not that they don't have the ability to be driven. It's just there are some other patterns of behavior there. Just like there are some other patterns of behavior where there are some people who are amazing with their family, like they're great with their kids. They have great relationships and great social connections. But when it comes to their career, they might just not be getting the progression that they want and they don't know why they're stuck. And maybe they're frustrated. Maybe they're annoyed. But this is quite common where some people achieve in one or two areas of life and then they just sort of fall apart in other areas or they feel like they're stuck or there's a bottleneck there or a glass ceiling. I'm sure a lot of you who are listening to this feel like this about at least one or two areas of life. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because someone asked me the other day about this pattern and they said, what are your thoughts on this idea of learned helplessness? So learned helplessness is an idea in psychology. I'll just read out what it has here and it says, learned helplessness is a behavior exhibited by a subject after enduring repetitive adverse stimuli beyond their control, it was initially thought to be caused by the subject's acceptance of their powerlessness by the way of discontinuing attempts to avoid adverse stimuli, even when such alternatives are ambiguously presented. So what it's really saying is that someone starts to feel helpless after they've tried something multiple times and it hasn't worked. And so for a lot of people out there, they just naturally give up on things really, really quickly. And so let's say that someone has been brought up in a lower or lower middle class family. They've watched their parents struggle with money. And then now they've gone out, they've got a career, 
they might be working in a field where they've gone to university, they've got this good education, and now they're struggling to pay their bills, which is probably happening out there with a lot of Australians right now, or a lot of Americans, interest rates are going up, and people go on, hang on, I've bought into this dream life of going to university, getting a good education, and now I have a well-paid job, or what I thought was a well-paid job, but I'm struggling to pay my bills. I don't understand, why is this happening? Now, I see this when I drive around in my McLaren. Some people are highly educated and they're really frustrated and they're really angry with someone like me who has a nice car. Because in their head, they're trying to figure out how is it that this motherfucker can afford something like this when I got told that if I follow this path that I should have all the nice things, yet I don't have all the nice things. So it creates this frustration or this anger or this resentment within that individual. But this person's done all the right things. They followed the path that they were told to follow. Then now they're trapped in a career that maybe they can't earn anymore, or maybe they can earn more, but they just don't know how. Maybe their spending habits are really, really shit because normally in the lower to lower middle class, the only reason why they save is they save to spend or they save to buy. They don't save because it creates a financial platform to springboard off of. I actually had this conversation only on the weekend. I was presenting my business growth odyssey program. So I catch up with business owners every 90 days and we help them accelerate their business growth. Part of a one year program that we run, but we catch up live. And I was talking about this and I said one of the biggest traps that most business owners face is that they were brought up in the lower or lower middle class or middle class where we're taught, I was taught this, that you save and you only save to buy things. So you save up your money and then you buy a new car or you save up to buy a house. That's not what wealthy people do. Wealthy people save to create a financial springboard to springboard off of because if you've got enough money in the bank, banks are more likely to lend you money and then you can use their money on whatever you need to. Also, if you've got a financial buffer and that's part of your springboard and you keep buying assets, like let's say you buy shares, you can loan against those shares and then you can go and spend that money tax-free. The same thing happens or something similar happens as well when you have property. You can against loan against other properties and keep buying more and more properties. There are some rules on that you need to go speak to a qualified professional about how to do that effectively, but make sure they're good. Just like I've said before, in any industry, about 80 to 90% of people go to work just to do a job, they don't really give a shit. And even if they think they give a shit, they're probably not that good. But 10 to 15%, maybe 20% of every industry has people that really love what they do. And those people always find a way, they're the best people to work with. If you're gonna work with someone who is a financial planner, or you're working with someone who's gonna help you to grow your assets, make sure you go to someone who loves what they do and can find ways of doing the things that you need to get done. Don't just go to anybody, because I hear this all the time where someone goes to an accountant and they say, I've got an accountant, but their accountant is shit. If you have a shit accountant, that's gonna cost you money, especially if you're a business owner. If you have a great accountant, that's essentially an investment into your future planning. And also it will help with tax minimization, a whole bunch of other things you should be saving more money than the cost of that individual that you're employing. The same as I tell people at our Business Growth Odyssey, if you invest with me on our courses, then we should be generating at least a 5X multiple on your business. Now, if not, it'll be more. Some people have made millions of dollars per year by investing as part of Business Growth Odyssey. Coming back to learn helplessness. So let's just say this person is really struggling with their finances. They can't figure out why they can't get ahead. They've followed all the right things that they've been told to do, which might be by people in the lower to lower middle class. So they just keep doing what everybody else does. And now they're stuck. They're frustrated. They're stressed out. And so they create this learned helplessness where this individual just sits there and goes, you know what, maybe I just wasn't meant to be wealthy. Or, you know what, it's just the rich that get ahead. 
they make up excuses as to why they can't get ahead. What will happen in learned helplessness is even if they're presented with an alternative option, they will still disagree with it because it clashes against the beliefs that they currently have about that topic. So if you go up to the person who is struggling financially and they've done all the right things, they've gone to uni, they've got a good education, and you say to them, you're managing your money incorrectly or you're doing all the wrong things. They've got a lifetime of beliefs that suggest otherwise. So they were taught by their parents that you save money in order to spend money. Their parents have taught them that people in the share market just rip people off and you're going to lose your money. That investing is a waste of time because you'll probably lose your money anyway. And so now they're bottlenecked, they're gridlocked, they don't know what to do. And so because of that, you can present them with new ideas and you'll come along, you might say, hey, look, it's probably a good time to invest in shares. And then it brings up this emotion, it triggers this emotion. And then now they're feeling uncomfortable and they go, yeah, but you can lose all your money in the share market. Not really, not if you look at it statistically. The same reason why people aren't afraid of mosquitoes, but they're afraid of sharks. The mosquitoes kill more people every year than what sharks do, but because we get bitten by mosquitoes every day, we become comfortable with the idea of being bitten by a mosquito. But most people are shit scared to go for a swim at the beach because they're worried about a shark attack, but you're more likely to die of a mosquito bite than you are of a shark. So these things happen. So even when people are presented with an alternative view, they can still feel uncomfortable and go back to doing what they know because of this idea of learned helplessness. So they've tried these other things and they haven't worked before in the past. So now they just become helpless or hopeless. If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more, as well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. And I see this quite a lot. I used to see it a lot more than what I do now because I used to work with just the general public. These days I work with driven people. So as you know, our community is the driven mofos. I like working with business owners that are driven to achieve more. I like working with people that are driven to have a better life. So our events are set up for people that want to grow and want to change. But back in the day, I used to just invite everyone along to our events, to our seminars. We would run them for the general public. It would be like, you know, how to get ahead financially. We would run some events on like how to have a better life, how to have a better mindset, how to be happy all the time. I had all these ideas that I was sort of promoting, which I don't promote anymore. So we would get people who rock up and they would say things like, you know, I know that I need to change, but, and then they drop the but, and it might be like, you know what? I just need to go home and talk to my partner about, you know, doing something like this. What they're really saying is, I'm scared shitless to make a decision because of my beliefs and my fears. I'm stuck where I am now, but I don't know how to change and I want someone else to make a decision for me because if I make a decision and I'm wrong, then I'm going to feel like shit about myself. So they go into, again, this idea of learned helplessness where they don't make a decision. That's a mild case. A real bad case of learned helplessness was where you see people that just throw up their hands and they go, oh, well, you know, it is just what it is. So they might be struggling really struggling financially, and you give them a better alternative, they go, well, you know, it just is what it is. That's someone who has that really bad learned behavior of learned helplessness. Now, when I look at what learned helplessness is, it says here that learned helplessness is related to self-efficacy. Now, self-efficacy essentially is an individual's ability to figure out ways to be able to reach specific goals. So if I say that I want to lose weight, I will find a way. Now, I have this happen quite a lot when I've employed people before. I might have someone in the team, I say, look, I need to get 50 leads this month. And someone in the team will go, I just don't know how it's like, I don't think it's possible. 
And I go, go fucking do research and find a way. There is a way. Now I back myself because I have self-efficacy. If someone in the team can't figure something out, I'll go and figure it out. If someone around me can't figure out how to do something, I'll go figure out how to do it. And myself and Jess, Jess is my wife, we both have that idea that if something's not working, we'll figure it out and we'll fix it. And I hate nothing more than people around me who don't have that ability to find ways of doing things. But there are a lot of people in our society that just think if they don't know something, then it's going to be too hard or it's going to be too stressful or they're just not going to be able to do it. And so they just give up. And that's how a lot of people get stuck in life. So if you're listening to this episode and you feel stuck in any area of life, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationships, you know, I hear this quite a lot as well, where there are people out there who just say things like, you know, well, there's just no good women out there or there's just no good men out there. Well, that's a form of learned helplessness. That's a justification as to why they can't get the results that they want. And so now they've become helpless or hopeless in that area of life. Really bad way of living, I think, if you're a driven individual that wants to get more out of life. Now, here's what I know, and I spoke about this the other day in our Business Growth Odyssey. I said to all the business owners in there, one day you're going to die and no one's going to care. So if you're sitting around and you're thinking, you know, I just can't get the results that I want, then you're wasting a life. I don't know why anyone would do that. Essentially, every day you're ticking off the boxes to your life. And I don't know when I'm going to die, but I know that every day I'm a day closer. Therefore, I want to find out what really fulfills me, what drives me, what I would love to do, and then do those things. Because the more that I can do that, the more I'm going to enjoy the life that is on a limited clock that's running out. And this is what my Thrive Time course is all about, is it's about getting you super clear with not only what you love to do, but the areas where you accelerate your growth in so that then you can excel at certain areas of life and actually enjoy the process of doing it. Like I love growing a business. I love teaching. I love coaching. I love finding out answers. I love doing things like this podcast. These are the things that I love to do. I don't feel like they're work. I just do them because they're things that I enjoy. And so I've been able to make a career out of that. Took me a long, long time to figure that out. Hence why now I've got an event like Thrive Time where I can help people to do that because most people waste their life. And like I said at the start of the podcast, most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. But learn helplessness happens quite a lot in our society, way more than what most people think. And if you're not achieving the results that you want in life, you've probably lost that self-efficacy where you can go and think, how can I make this happen? How can I get the results that I want? Now, there are a lot of people out there that I speak to every week who aren't achieving what they want. And I say to them, you know, maybe Thrive Time's the solution. And they'll say something like, you know, I would love to come, but I just don't have the money. Now that's cool, but you can find the money. You didn't have the money for a new car, but you found that you could go get a loan and you got that new car. So when things are important to somebody, they'll find a way. What normally happens though we learn helplessness is that they've tried something a couple of times or they've tried something multiple times and then they can't figure out how to get through it. So then they just give up on it. Now this can be related to things like depression and so on as well. So people start to become depressed the more they have this idea of learned helplessness. If you've been stuck in a certain situation, like people in an intimate relationship, where they've been with their partner, they may have some kids, and then their partner just gives them shit all the time. They can't do what they want to do because they know that they're going to get in trouble. So then they just have this learned helplessness where they just go, oh, I better just do what she says because, or I better just do what he says because it's better than getting in an argument. That's learned helplessness. That's because you're a shitty communicator. Both you and your partner haven't worked on communication. You haven't had an honest conversation or honest communication about how to navigate challenging conversations within a relationship. Now that's gonna cause that learned helplessness where both parties start to give up on things that they enjoy in life. That's a really, really, really fucking bad idea for someone who every day is getting closer to their death. And when you die, no one's gonna give a shit. Like within one or two generations, no one's gonna even remember you. Like my niece and nephew will hardly remember their grandparents or great-grandparents. 
you know, I remember my great grandmother because she was alive, but I barely remember her. I don't remember anyone else in my family who was older than that. So within two generations, I've got no memory or no recollection of anyone else in my family. So the chances that someone is going to leave this big long legacy and all that sort of stuff is completely irrelevant, especially if you're wasting a life. And even then, if you're thinking about legacy and you're thinking about all this shit that you're gonna leave behind, you're probably gonna leave behind your kids. And for a lot of people, they're probably gonna leave behind debt and chaos. Not always, but that happens. Some of you are probably setting up your finances correctly. But even then, it's not that great a legacy. Don't even worry about it. Live a life while you're here. Way too many people get concerned with this idea of a legacy. There were great emperors that had thousands upon thousands upon thousands, even millions of people in their army. And most people can't even name one of those emperors. So if you can't name one of the greatest individuals that lived in human history, your legacy is irrelevant. You've got to start living today and you've got to start doing things that you need to do. But you've definitely got to spot those areas of learned helplessness and then bust through them and make sure you're asking better questions. Part of the reason why people have this idea of learned helplessness is that they don't know how to ask good questions. Instead of someone saying, how can I find the money to do what I want to do? Most people just go, I don't have the money. So they're giving a statement which essentially shuts down the thinking capacity of the brain. And so then they just shut everything off. You know, that whole idea of, well, I better just do what he or she says in a relationship. When you do that, your brain just goes to sleep. And so then you just ignore the fact that your communication is poor, that you don't have a good connection with your partner, that they don't understand you and your value structure. And so because of that, you don't want to have a conflict because you're going to conflict against values. You know, if your intimate partner has a high value on financial stability, yet you have a high value on experiences, you want to work so that you can go out and have fun and enjoy life. They're going to work hard so they can have financial stability and safety. Those two things are going to clash. One person is going to want to go out and have fun and do cool stuff. The other person's not going to want to spend money. So if you don't navigate that conversation and say, well, how do we both get what we want out of this? And then what does it look like? Like, how do I work and feel like I'm having these fun experiences and the other person feels safe? Like, what's the investment strategy here? How do we do it? How do we both enjoy life? Because we are going to die one day and there's no point having a ton of cash in the bank if we're not actually enjoying the life that we've created. How do we navigate this? How do we get around this? And then what questions do we need to ask? How do we map it out? How do we plan it out? By avoiding those conversations, you will fall into that pattern of learned helplessness in your relationship where you'll just blame the other person or you'll just complain about them or you just completely shut down. That is not a good idea for a great life. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope that helps. Please remember to ask really good questions. Good questions are the key to a great mindset. The better you can become with asking great questions, especially yourself or others around you, the better the life will be that you have created. So please make sure you ask good questions and work on it. Work on your communication with yourself. These are things that I teach in a lot of our events as well, because it's the key to performing at your best, especially if you're a leader or a manager, or if you've got to manage a family or lead a family. Question asking is so important because it will help you to get what you want, but also navigate challenging situations without a lot of confrontation. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please remember to share, have a great day, and keep kicking massive goals. I look forward to you joining me once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Have a great day.